How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Oh, you look good too. <laughs> Thank you. The topic for today is mm -hmm. why communication is especially hard in long-distance relationships. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. I think so. Okay. Let's dive into the yes, no, maybe questions. Okay, perfect. The first question is, does good communication mean no fights ever? No. My answer is no as well. Does having the same or different family upbringings help couples communicate better? Yes, maybe. Maybe. Very vague to me. The next question is, does a lack of vulnerability make communication difficult? I think so. Ye ye <laughs> yes, yes. Ye <laughs> and my answer is also um, yes. Yes, yes. Do you need trust to communicate well in your relationship? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever ended a call to avoid a situation from becoming worse? <laughs> yes. Why are you so happy about it? <laughs> it's like my go-to. So she already knows. Um, the answer is yes. Yeah, I've done it. Not proud. Not proud at all. I don't know why I celebrated that. I didn't celebrate that. Okay. Do you wanna touch on any other top any other questions or do you wanna just go right in? Because I'm actually curious about the last question where okay. we where we both had interesting reactions. Mm. Have you ever ended a call to avoid the situation of have you ever ended a call to avoid the situation of becoming worse? Yeah, but the way I did it was that well, first of all, the only reason I think I felt like I could do it was because was because you've done it to me so many times. <laughs> so, vengeance is sweet. It, no, it wasn't about vengeance, but it was about like, I didn't think it would be like super weird to you because anytime I talk to you about why you always, why you do that when you do it, you're always like, well, it's better this way. So like, to me, I was like, this is something that you're cool with anyways. <laughs> like, it's fine. And the reason why I did it was because I was really upset. Like, I was really upset and I felt like if I tried to explain why I was upset, I'll become more upset, right? No, you'll you become wouldn't. more upset, maybe. Sorry, I'm sorry, so I'm sorry. No interruptions, go on. <laughs> I felt like if if I kept trying to explain why I'm upset on that call and you kept being like reacting the way you were reacting, like it just you were a little bit like, oh I don't get it. Like I don't get why you're upset. It would only make me more upset and then that might make me act out of character and honestly something that i always try to do especially in this relationship is stick to my own moral code and i broke it this time because i do believe in like not ending the call because you're upset but i broke it yeah because you don't like that that's why i was yeah. wanting to hear more you don't like when I will end the call because I'm very upset. I don't want to keep getting upset. You don't yeah. you want me to stay there and deal with it right there. And, you know, for me, I've done it. I've done it because I don't, you know, clearly I don't, I don't always react the right way and the way she will want. So I, I better leave. I better leave because maybe it might get worse. And you know, yeah, I've learned it the, the hard thing, way as well. But also the thing is, there's no many time where he left and it got better. You see, so it's very interesting that 
you might feel like if you stay it might get worse but when you go it's also worse or maybe not in your perspective but if you were trying to stop it from getting worse for me it still got worse well i was was my perspective yeah because like um you don't like for me i don't feel like you have to resolve it right there but i think that we can move on to another topic but that's usually really hard for you You're very like, difficult to move on to yeah. another topic when we're talking literally there's something there's a big elephant in the room you can't just move on you have to address it i can i think sometimes you take the elephant put it in a box and put it on the shelf and then you can go back to the elephant whenever an you elephant want. in a box yeah Create as big of a box as it needs, you put it on the shelf and you move on. How do you create the big box? It's well, a very important number question. one, the elephant is imaginary, so the box is also imaginary. Okay, but in a real sense, how do you compartmentalize when clearly both of you still know that you haven't addressed this issue? How do you just like put it somewhere? I would usually say something like, I mean, clearly we're not on the same page about this topic. Maybe we should pause, talk up, like move on to other things, and then we can talk about it again later. Okay, maybe some things are easier to do that for. I'm sure there's some things where it's difficult to move on from. Okay, let us start. This is gonna be an interesting one because I think um, communication is probably the most important thing in a relationship. Even right now. Even right now. <laughs> Even right now. You know. Even right now. We're you know? <laughs> Even right now, I can feel the tension. There's no tension. There's no tension, though. What are you feeling? I'm so confused. There is tension. Oh. It's just not there. It's imaginary. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. Me too. I have no idea. What are you okay. saying, babe? <laughs> uh, let's start with the first question. How do you communicate better in a relationship? Um, I think that the best type of communication is communication that is not afraid, communication that is secure in love. There's this Bible verse that says that perfect love casts out all fear. Nobody has a perfect love, but we do like try to mirror the love that we have to the love that God has for us. And when you feel like you know that your partner loves you, then you can actually try to work through hard conversations because this person chose to love you mm -hmm. so it's like it's okay if you need to like work something through so communication gets easier when you don't say oh let me say what they want to hear because maybe that's why they'll stay with me but instead you're like let me show up let me honor myself but also be kind though be kind i think if you're not kind in your communication like nobody can hear you this is a very interesting i mean this is a good topic because i think we can all relate to this topic in one in one way so for people that are just starting dating you know maybe they don't know that the other person loves them this much yet you know they're still getting to know each other it's kind of difficult to trust the other person how do you how do you communicate better in, a, in that type of relationship where you haven't built that trust yet you're still slowly getting there maybe maybe it's better to answer this question the other way around maybe it's better to answer it as though how do you not communicate by for example raising your voice or shouting at people or and the one that i've been you know even myself i had to learn 
is do not make assumptions of the other person's replies mm. or response or how they're feeling or how they're thinking or what they're doing. You know, if you assume things because you guys haven't built that rapport yet, maybe you're still getting there. You assume, oh, this person is, um, you know, he's angry. He's angry and he's throwing a tantrum. Maybe that's not even what he was trying to do. Maybe he was just, he was just trying to make a point that he thought wasn't being heard. And, but to you, it was a tantrum. You assumed it, you didn't ask, you didn't communicate, you didn't kind of bring it up again. I mean, that's kind of hard though. It sounds like a tantrum. It is a tantrum. Ooh. Like, a tantrum is not something that you assume. A tantrum is when someone, they raise up their voice, they just, they don't, they, when you say something, it's obvious that they aren't listening and responding. They are just waiting for you to stop talking so they can start saying their own. And they're already like, you know, they're all up in their feelings and they're just saying things. And it even gets worse if they now start like using personal things you've told them and coming at you. Oh, that's uh, very extreme. And I mean, you're right. A tantrum is a tantrum. But sometimes some people are very subtle in their communication. Some people can. I, I'm actually also the kind of person where I can say something. I don't really mean it. I can be very cynical or very sarcastic in the way I say it. And it comes across as very, 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 very responsible and very, very, like, it sounds bad. But I wasn't actually meaning it that way. And sometimes if you assume, oh, my God, this is it. This is what he meant. This is it. You might just I think it's really hard. I think it's really hard because it's very unfair for someone to know that the way they do things is going to be perceived a certain way. But then to add on that new labor to you, the listener, for you to decode it for them. It's like, for example, the example you just gave. If yeah. you already know that your sarcasm always comes through like you actually mean it, which is the opposite of sarcasm. Yeah. People should know when you're being sarcastic. Yeah. But let's say you've just expressed that people never know. Yeah. Then you should just like put a disclaimer like, oh, by the way, I was just being this, uh, sarcastic. You should just like say it and walk away. Like, yeah. I think that in communication you don't just own the way you say it because that's who you are you own the impact of what you said so if your intention was to make someone happy and you got sarcastic and you made someone cry you have to apologize whether you meant it or not i think this is actually the hardest thing about communication is talking about the communication <laughs> talking about how you communicate you know what i mean you can talk about, you can, you can talk right now, mm -hmm. and I make an error, and I, I say something that's very, very hurtful. Yeah. Talking about that hurts. Yeah, I now that's, that's painful. I love to talk about, because it just seems very like, you know, we're breaking down the way human beings behave. So I love to sit down and like say, oh, babes, when you said this, I felt this way. Like It's easy for you, but some people find that very hard. Yeah, like, I can see that. I can see that. You know, um, it's very like a vulnerable you're really telling them you don't like how you communicate to me or how you did that how you said that to me you can almost Very sound like vulnerable. you want to change the person true so even though that's not your intention very true you can land like that like you know? oh you want me to change this is just who i am which by the way honestly is just a red flag because it's who you are right now but is it who you want to continue to be change is hard change is very difficult for so many people relationship is work it's not easy. So yeah. how do you communicate? You know, you work it out, guys. There's no one answer, but you you try. You try your best to find what your partner, you know, is getting from you. Like try and understand how your words, you know, are hitting the other yeah. person. 
and we all came to talk about it. Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Next question is, are there certain things from our past that can cause us to communicate differently? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think that the way we were treated as children mm -hmm. always finds its way back into the way we are as adults. So, so like if you grew up in a house where whatever you try to express yourself, they just shut you down. You might feel like you can't really like say what you want to say. Like you just rather like just be quiet, agree with the person. They might even be asking you like, what are your thoughts? You're like, oh, it's fine. Whatever you want is fine. You just want to like go along because at the back of your mind, you just don't want to have that same experience of being shut down. Yeah. So yes, I think so. I'm even going to go a little bit higher, a little step further than this. Um, if you had like a, a trauma, a very traumatic experience, oh, that can absolutely change the way you, you relate to people, not just even your partner, people in general. Mm. It could change the way you trust people, for example, how vulnerable you are um, around people. It could change how you communicate with people. You know, and that's a very big thing. You know, yeah. so many people never talk about their traumas, and don't if some people don't even know they had traumas because they've mm. just they buried it so far down that it's just like it's been forgotten. It's there, but it's forgotten. Yeah, and that is a huge thing. I think that's a huge thing in a in relationship these days. You know. Yeah, it's like um, if you're aware of this fact that sometimes you might not even know that you're acting the way you're acting and your partner brings that to your attention. I know sometimes it's very easy to get defensive, but I think just sit with it. Like maybe you didn't know, but just hear them out. Like maybe ask like, okay, give me an example when I've acted in this way. And to be honest, I always feel like if you love someone, you're not trying to hurt them. So if they say, hey, this thing actually makes me feel insert negative emotion, it doesn't mean that you will always be able to change ASAP. But you might just at least try to have the conversation, try to figure out how you can respond better, try to keep that line of communication going until maybe you guys both evolve mm. into a newer version of yourselves. Mm. Again, these are not easy. We understand that like trust is not easy to like to get to that kind of place where you can just talk about mm. these things. And if you even past relationships are another thing too, right? Let's say you had a boyfriend or a girlfriend that was always talking a lot and maybe you enjoyed that. Yeah. You want to bring that into your new relationship. Or the opposite where your boyfriend or your girlfriend were were very, very, you know, quiet and you don't want that anymore. And you're so defensive. Whenever someone is quiet, you kind of like have this this reaction where you're thinking, oh my God, this is bad for me. This is bad for me. This is like the other one. It's like the other mm -hmm. one. You're kind of bringing in the, the ghosts of the old relationship into mm -hmm. the new one. And it just kind of dampens how you relate to this new person. Yeah. If you need help, get help, right? If you want to talk to somebody about it, like therapy, your friend, get help because, you know, the past is the past and you want to move it from the past. I believe in therapy and I also believe in prayers. I One of the things I used to pray for myself was, God, help me to be the type of person that can also be in a relationship. Mm, so true. <laughs> like, I wanted to also feel like I could be a good listener, that I could not be selfish and I could um, not get hurt so easily and not be overly sensitive. And it might sound very weird, but just taking those things to God and praying over it. And, and I also started like 
listening to like you know books that people would recommend like christian books on marriage and um like anything that i felt like was like a character trait for me that was that i would identify that oh this is not this wouldn't be great if i if i was like this i don't know this direct oh my gosh like people that know me from like way back I, I was yeah, which super, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was super like, tell it as, as it is, like, you know, we just want to like share and just tell people as it is, yeah. but over time, I feel like I've learned how to be diplomatic, which, I don't know, sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes Oops. people are just like, um, just say what you want to say. Daisy. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's a very, very good answer, by the way, you know, I think we should just move on to the next question because there's more amazing questions. I thought these are all amazing questions. They're all amazing and there's another one, amazing one coming. Oh, interesting. Yes. Um, do you think that good communication is always about seeing eye to eye? Are you going to answer for it? Oh, I never answered that. Want me to answer this one? Sure. First, okay. Well, for me, I don't think you have to see eye to eye. I don't think you have to you know, all, you don't have to go that extreme with your kind of approach. You can you can deal with see it by eye to eye is extreme. Yeah, you don't have to see eye to eye about everything. You know, that's that's a little bit too much, and that's almost that's too idealist for me. Mm. Um, there's some things where we just disagree. Okay, I just I disagree on how you're doing this, and how we are planning to do this, and how you would do this, and we have spoken about it and in a very loving way, and I still. Do still don't agree. agree. Yeah. We don't have to see eye to eye. However, we need to come up with something, you know, some common ground. We need to find common ground. We need to find resolutions together. I really believe in that. Yeah. What about you? Do you think we need to see eye to eye? No, I, I don't think it's, it, it, it's possible. I could be wrong, but the fact that you are a unique individual, you are your own person with your own lived experiences, how is it possible that you could meet another person and just agree on everything even when you agree on this level mm. the granular details you might still disagree mm. like so i i just feel like we have to understand that you can disagree with someone and still love them yes like those two things are not the same like yes. oh i don't agree with you oh you don't love me anymore no we're just having a difference in perspective which is okay sometimes because you know, to be honest two different perspectives can help us to push each other further yes yes you can find new you know new grounds you know for mm -hmm. example you like apples i like orange well we can get both and now you might try my oranges and you might like them oh my god that doesn't sound good you might try what i like because you allowed me to keep eating it yeah and now you like it you know just by allowing me to be me <laughs> Another thing is, um, there's always leads, right? There's always leads in a relationship. If 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 you're the lead in a relationship and you said, look, I am I am giving you responsibility for this part of our life, for example, finances or buying a property or you know opening a business, and you allow one person to lead that part of your life, and you don't see eye to eye, but you trust that person to lead that area, then that's okay. You know, you can you can allow that still while watching and praying as well. We allow that, you know, that's okay. Yeah, I, I think this is why it's so important to try and date and marry someone that you trust in the way they make decisions. 
it might not be the same as how you would do it, but you know that their way works. Yes. You know, and you also know that they take responsibility and accountability for the way they choose to do things. Yes. If not, you always be scared. Like, oh my God, this person is going to spend all that money and they're not going to make more, blah, blah, blah. Whereas if you know this is just how they do things and you're kind of okay with it, you wouldn't do it that well, but yes. you're okay with it. You're yes. okay with their way. Yes. You can just have peace of mind. Yes. Great. Next question is, why is vulnerability important in communication? I can go, I can go first with this one as well. Sure. Um, vulnerability for me, if um, this is actually a good one to kind of tell how you are in a relationship, how it's going, you know, if you are if got to the point where you can be vulnerable or you can be relaxed and just kind of share your inner secrets and your inner thoughts and things that you would not usually share, it's actually a good sign of where you are. You know, it means you feel safe, you feel like you know, connected to this person, you can mm. talk to this person many about many things, things that you would not usually talk to other people with. I think it's a very good indicator for where you are in the relationship. So I think it's very important just for that, just to kind of give a gauge where things are. And also, you know, we're all we're all vulnerable people. We all have vulnerability and I actually don't think it's a negative thing. I think it's just part of being a human being. We all have a side to us that is very, you know, soft and very sensitive. And we all have it. Don't run away from it. It's part of who you are. And this is for guys. So many, how many guys are vulnerable out there? You know, it's, it's really, really, it's not something I see a lot myself, even with my friends. And um, it's just nice to, to find someone, a partner that you can share these things with. And it's okay. You know, it's okay if she loves you and if you feel connected to her. Wow. Yay. <laughs> you like that answer. Um, something I would say is that I love real conversations. And how can you be real with someone if you've got your entire guard up? You know, you're not vulnerable at all. You're not yeah. willing to share the ups and the downs where it hurts and how things are going. Like the real answer, not just like good. Like yeah. if you're not able to be vulnerable... How can you have those real conversations? And when you do have those real conversations, the way they react, honestly, can encourage or discourage you. Mm. You know, if someone just, like, doesn't understand or they say... I remember, like, a friend of mine just saying, like, oh, my gosh, I can't relate to what you're going through. And I feel like they meant well, but honestly, <laughs> it just made me feel even more alone. Yeah. Like, maybe... It was a mistake telling them because now I just feel like this one weirdo that has this thing going on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think you I think to have like a good relationship, you do need to be vulnerable. I can tell you that I felt very connected with you when you told me so many things that you would not usually tell any anybody else. I know we had so many deep conversations about the past, and I felt. That was the moment where I even felt even more connected because I just knew this is a very intimate moment where you're sharing like just, you know, things that are so deep to you and so important and just, you know, you're part of your life. I felt so connected. And, and when I when I heard these things, I actually wanted to be more close and kind of be there for you even more. Wow. So... This is the power of being vulnerable, you know. It actually can, if you're in a healthy relationship, I have to say. 
can actually can grow your relationship more. Wow. Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> this is the last question for today. Ooh, wow. This episode went by really fast. Yes. To me, at least. <laughs> question is, what are some phrases that escalate situations? Ah, we first. already know. <laughs> we already know. No, we don't. No, I don't. Okay. I don't. You know when you're already upset, mm. yeah? And then someone now comes to you and they're like, why don't you just calm down? Mm. Ah, calm down. <laughs>